All right, welcome to the Digital Social Hour. I'm your host, Sean Kelly. I'm here with my co-host, Wayne Lewis. What up, what up? And our guest today, Timothy Sykes. How's it going? Sykes, Good, man. man. Thanks for having Myth, me. The legend. Do we need an intro on this, man? I don't think so. Most people should know who you are. I feel like too many people know. Like, it's yeah. like, I, you know, I was really aggressive on social media, like, yeah. early on. Yeah. And so people yeah. have, like, an idea of me yeah, from, like, he years was, ago. Yeah, he, he was, like, the original. I had, like, the orange Lambo. I was the first, like, Lambo guy. Yeah, and then was, everyone started getting Lambo. He was, like, the right. original. I used to, like, I told you, I used to, like, stock his Twitter just to yeah. read up uh, he was you know, what he was doing. And yeah. I went hard, right? He was like, making so much money, like. And he was talking about penny stocks and everything like that. So yeah. it was, he's, I guess, not the originator, but I think you brought it to the forefront on from a social media standpoint. Yeah, 100%. You, you was killing it on Twitter, for, for sure. sure. Because most people in penny stocks are just frauds and fakes, so mm-hmm. they can't be real. I'm like, yeah. I just trade. I'm not like a promoter. I'm not like yeah. the Wolf of Wall Street. Let me just be real. So yeah. the more real I could be, the better. Like, So how close or true is that concept from Wolf of Wall Street? It's kind of the same thing? Um, I mean, he was pre-internet. Like, people yeah. don't even realize, like, he was just like a boiler room and people yeah. didn't know they couldn't use the internet to research. So yeah. Wolf of Wall Street is gone. I did an interview with him and he was like, I was giving him updates on how the penny stock market evolved. And he was like, mind blown. It was actually yeah. pretty funny. How has it evolved actually? Um, I mean, just, you can research everything, right? Yeah. So like, there's still a lot of scams. There's still a lot of promos right. and the hype still rules. And like a lot of newbies, like they just mm-hmm. believe anything mm-hmm. that they read. But at the same time, like if you're meticulous, like, you should never get scammed. It's all on the internet. Mm-hmm. So like when I first started teaching, I, I trade penny stocks. Like I sometimes, Still? yeah, Still? I always stick with it. It's For a real? really like undiscovered niche because there are scams. So you have like promoters, wannabe promoters. You have a lot of newbies who believe they're promoters, but there's a lot of like opportunity if you're meticulous. Like I said, like yeah, you but can research scammers because you can't get to everybody. Too. Correct. I don't get to people. Usually most of my students come to me after they lost everything. And then they <laughs> Google around and I they read a blog post that I wrote three months ago trying to warn their lazy asses so how do you so how did how do how do you how do they get in touch with you to prevent from being scammed because they're being scammed because you can't answer everybody i mean so i always try to like when i expose the scams like i have three thousand blog posts so i always say like share this Mm -hmm. try to get the word out but promoters have massive budgets i don't have any budget i just try to grow organically so how are they scamming um i mean they just pitch like look we found a billion dollars worth of gold or oil or you know this new nanotechnology Mm -hmm. or china or ai or crypto i mean any kind of pipe dream they just sell and movies with not a lot of money hundred dollars two hundred dollars like buying a lotto ticket right right? their friend buys it like there's a lot of shady discord chat rooms they're all hyping it up you know there might be a discord chat room where you think there's a thousand people in Mm. in there but it's really just like three promoters with like 300 usernames each and they're chatting back and forth wow so like there's so much bakery yeah i didn't even know that this is what happens so people are like everyone's talking about this stock it's going up but not necessarily everyone's talking about it and it's going up because the promoters behind the scenes are like trading back and forth with mm-hmm. themselves wow. so you have it's just expect the worst i always yeah. say expect the worst you'll never be disappointed so at your rate do you are you even do you even have a 401k does that no. shit even make sense no. to you i don't like diversification i yeah. i literally focus on one penny stock at a time mm-hmm. like if there's a scam mm-hmm. i might buy it i say look i have blog posts i say like why i invested fifty thousand yeah. dollars into this scam yeah. and people are like what's wrong with you <laughs> but if it's a scam if it's a pump and dump the mm-hmm. promoters are paid to pump it up for a week two weeks mm-hmm. three months like they have little disclaimers yeah. where they say how long their advertising campaign mm-hmm. is going right. obviously it's always a risk you can get halted mm-hmm. it can crash so i don't bet big like right. 
I never, I, I don't even usually yeah. put in fifty thousand right. dollars. I started with twelve thousand dollars. My parents gave me that as my bar mitzvah gift mm -hmm. money. Every year I go back to twelve thousand. I trade with a small account. Wow. And do you trust banks? Like, how? What's your trust? What, what's your relationship with banks? Are you putting your money in banks? Yeah. Or all out. Yeah. No. I mean, I have banks. Like, there's all these conspiracy theories. Yeah. Like, oh, the banks and the politicians. Um, I know a lot of penny stock promoters who embrace conspiracy theories just because it increases their engagement. I know a lot of gurus who embrace conspiracy theories and they don't even believe in themselves offline they're like no that's bs only idiots mm -hmm. believe this stuff but they really love it because it gets everyone riled up on social yeah, media sure. so you just you can't trust anybody on social media like it's you really have to expect the worst and in fact like 90 percent of traders lose money mm -hmm. so everyone's like oh i want to get into trading i'm like why nine out of ten people lose what, what do you think you have that mm -hmm. these other people don't right so I don't really think trading is for most people, but if you have time, if you have a little bit of money, if you're really willing to study, like if you're just at home playing video games or watching Netflix, you should be a trader. You can use your time, you know, wisely. Right. Because again, with the internet, you can learn everything. Like it's crazy how far down the rabbit hole you can go on any crypto, any penny stock. And there's so much research online and this has all been built in the past decade or so. Mm, yeah. It's pretty amazing. I want to talk about your transition to charity. Yeah. So you made over 7 million with penny stocks. You started buying a lot of material objects, luxury cars, watches, and you didn't feel fulfilled. Correct. Is that when you got into charity? So first Lamborghini, I got an orange Lamborghini. I was that douchebag in Miami. What'd you get? Uh, uh, it's just a Lamborghini Gallardo, just Gallardo. like a basic Lambo. It was mm -hmm. like, you know, my childhood dream. I grew up right. in Connecticut. I had all these posters of Lambos and Ferraris. I like first day I got it first week, first month, first year. I'm like, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Then I get like the second Lamborghini. I had a lot of other cars. I had a Ferrari, McLaren, Rolls Royce, all this stuff. I bought all of them because I was just unfulfilled. Second Lambo gets delivered and I feel nothing. I'm like, what is wrong with me? I did mm -hmm. like a cancer test. I'm like, I'm not that <laughs> cancer. This is what cancer is. But my priorities just change. And I always travel. Like the beautiful thing about trading is you can do it from anywhere. So yeah. I've been to over a hundred countries now, but there's only so many like luxury pools and you're yeah. drinking a pina colada and you're like, oh, look at the sunset, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, I see, cause I, I, first thing I asked you was, bro, are you ever in the USA? No. Like, yeah. so I'm always traveling, right? Yeah. So I flew in from Tokyo yesterday, two days from now I'm flying back to Bali for Earth Day. Wow. Yeah. We have a recycling center open. So like I transitioned from luxury and material goods cause I thought that's what I wanted. Mm -hmm. It made me happy for a little bit. I'm not going to mm -hmm. lie. Like people out there, like you shouldn't want any luxury. Screw that. Like get whatever you yeah, want. Ha like, have fun. In Live. Inspire yourself. Live, if yeah. You have like nothing. Like I moved my family down from Connecticut to Miami. Best thing ever. I got them a place, got them two places, combined the places. They now live a dream life. That's fantastic for them. But for me, it started getting boring. And when I'm traveling, like there's only so many beaches. Mm -hmm. So one time in Bali, I asked my driver, I was like, you know what? Take me to your village. And he was like, what are, what are you talking about? Like, I'm the village is not nice. I was staying at like the Viceroy mm -hmm. in Ubud, Bali. Have you been to Bali? No. Should go to Never Bali. Been. Bali's Never beautiful. Beautiful, but uh, the locals don't have much. And I was like, you know, there's a disconnect. And mm -hmm. most tropical places, like the locals don't have much. Like the big hotel chains just like pay them very little. And then tourists pay like $1,000 a night because they're just trying to impress their girlfriend or wife. Right, right. So I was like, let me go to the village. And we started going to villages. And I was like, wow, this is cool. Like his right. his family like cooked for me. I'm having like local food. And I'm like, yo, I like this. I was like, what do you guys need? They needed a school. Mm -hmm. they most of the kids don't know how to read or write. That limits their options. They're mm -hmm. just begging. Or they have to work for like these evil hotel corporations that pay them very little. So you opened up a college. So we opened up just a basic school. <laughs> no, basic school, right? One yeah. basic school. I think the first school had like 50 kids. 
Mm-hmm. Um, took like three months. It cost, I think, like $15,000. Yeah. I didn't know what I was doing. I was like, oh, let me just do this. Yeah. Went back to Bali, saw it. Like, the kids are singing to me. I'm visiting. Like, wow. I'm just crying. And I'm like, I want more and more. Mm-hmm. Then we opened two schools in Laos. Um, Laos is a beautiful country, too. Climbing some mountains, hiking and everything. It was amazing. And then I was like, I want more. I was supposed to donate another $250,000 in Laos. But I was so pumped mm-hmm. up by the community. And I was like, I'm going to donate a million. And the translator wow. didn't even know what a million dollars was. It was funny. Yeah. <laughs> we have like a video of the translations and I posted it and everyone's like, why are you saying you donated a thousand dollars? Like the translator got it wrong, but a million dollars builds a lot of schools. Mm-hmm. And then it was just off to the races. Now mm-hmm. we're 115 schools. Wow. So wow. Bali, Bali, Laos, Nepal, Guatemala, Ghana, like Mexico, like all over. We even have some projects in America too. I'm just wow. not rich enough to build that much. Yeah, in it's America. a lot more expensive here. Wow. And also like it's like frankly, Americans are spoiled. Like if you build a school, the kids are like, nah, I'm in a ditch. I'm gonna right. play video games. Like kids in these third world countries, they would love just for like a cra- like it's mind blowing. They have in Bali, for example, when you go to these schools mm-hmm. and you visit them, we also get them toys, new equipment, like a new playground, all this stuff. You see a coloring book, like we refurbish some of the schools too. It's not just all brand new schools. Mm-hmm. But I visited this school, this was a month ago, and they're showing me like this school has like a big hole in the ceiling. If it rains, no school, not just for the day, but for like a week or a month during the rainy season, everything gets flooded. Mm-hmm. They can't afford a new roof. I'm looking at their coloring books, you know, like a coloring book, like you can color it once, twice, yeah, maybe yeah. three times, but the coloring books, the pages are all shiny because they've colored over it like 50 times. Wow. They, don't, they only have one coloring book for oh. the whole community. And it's just like, we don't realize that, right? Like we take it for granted. So third world countries now after, I mean, it's been five and a half years since we started this charity. Mm -hmm. Um, Now we actually have some graduates and they're getting into school and they're like getting jobs. And it's it's just- Can you see yourself living over there permanently somewhere? You see, people always say, like, we settle down in one place, but like, why? Like, mm-hmm. I have the schools in all these third world countries. You know, I was just in Japan. This is this new charity merch. I just literally got this off the plane. Nice. This is like, um, no, I like it. Yeah, you like I, this? I was checking it out. Right? Yeah, so, yeah. this is recycled material. Feel it. Feel it. Yeah, it's recycled cotton. Yeah, it's soft. Yeah, 100%. This is the first one. And this all goes to the victims of war. So it's like, you know, make peace, not war. So yeah, we're nice. helping kids in war-torn countries like Yemen, Ukraine, Afghanistan. Yeah. Wow. So it's not just schools. Now we're helping animals too. We have a recycling center opening. Like we're trying to do a bunch of stuff. Do you believe in recycling? Yeah, but there's a lot of problems with it. So like we're doing a documentary on this too. So we do documentaries because there's a lot of misinformation out there. Big picture recycling helps. If you get into the nuanced stuff, like there's a lot of problems, like very little stuff is actually recycled. A lot of the recycling just goes to third world countries. Like a lot of people say like, oh, Bali, Philippines, Indonesia, like these places are, are trash. Look at the trash everywhere. Mm-hmm. We don't realize first world countries ship their trash to third world countries. You know this? No, like, I US, didn't know that. So the, this is in our documentaries. It's, it's work in production, but like literally the US has so much trash. We used to send it to China. China, U.S. at a trade war, China was like, we're not accepting your trash anymore. So now we ship it to other third world countries and the third world countries are happy because they get paid, but they have no way of disposing it. So there's all these illegal landfills. They're burning it. It's like destroying our planet. Wow. And people don't even realize Trash. This. That seems inefficient to just send. Yeah, it's, we send. Yeah. We over don't the, have enough room. Over like, the ocean? Yeah, correct. Why not recycle and burn it here? because it was illegal. So we have laws here against that, but we're we're bursting at the seams with so much trash. So we're like, what do you do? Cause like the local government, you know, they're embarrassed if there was all this trash, like, what are you gonna do with it? You can't burn it. Cause there's laws against that here. Oh, let's sell it to these third world countries that need any money whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And they'll just, we don't want to know anymore. 
Like wow. they don't ask any questions. Yeah, we have some crazy documentaries. So you're setting up, up a recycling center over there. So we're doing it the right way. Yeah. So actually, we have these uh, plastic mm. uh, barriers that catch all the plastic in the river. So it's literally like barriers that float on top of the rivers, yeah. and as plastic comes through, it catches all this plastic and all this trash every day. Like wow. there's so much, That's sick. and it skims it. So like we actually have some like garbage men who basically go into these rivers every day with big nets, and they take out the plastic. But we're able to turn the plastic now into furniture, into merch. Um, like, oh, that's made out of plastic? Well, not this. So we have hats. Mm -hmm. I should have brought a hat. Yeah. So we have hats made out of uh, plastic bottle caps. Wow. And it's so soft. So mm -hmm. my partner on the charity, like I donate the money, I you know handle social media, but my partner, his name is Bad Boy, Mad Bad, great photographer, mm -hmm. great designer. And he comes up with all this stuff. He's like, I call him like Filipino Kanye without like the attitude mm -hmm. or yeah. the issues, mm -hmm. right? He's a genius. So this is all his design and he's found ways, like I'll give you a hat next time I see you. This hat, it literally feels like cashmere, mm -hmm. but it's made out of plastic, plastic recycled yeah, bottle caps. Some guys had a, a brand and their thing was uh, shirts were made out of uh, recycled. Yeah. Uh, That's cool. And uh, this is coming because there's so much excess plastic and trash, but it's expensive. Like this, like even to make this, I mean, this costs us like, what like 85 dollars like right. it's not fast fashion yeah, lot, it's yeah. not worth it right now but it's it's heading in the right direction you can't mm -hmm. just rely on fast fashion like these mm -hmm. companies like you know h&m and in like aloe yeah. and yeah. shein do you know shein 100 billion dollar chinese company yeah, out of the blue mm -hmm. and they're coming up with like a thousand new designs a day wow. and girls are loving it like oh 20 dollars for a dress 15 dollars for a dress mm -hmm. so it costs the consumer less but what does it cost our planet? What does it cost future generations? Right, right, right. People don't think about that. Right. Wow. So this is what we're trying to do. Yeah, it's awesome. You've also donated over $5 million to over 100 charities. My question is, how do you find the right charities to partner with? Because I've donated to charities and all I get is a letter in a mail to donate so more. There's that's a lot. Gonna get. No, 100%. But I don't see any proof of no. where the money goes. Well, that's to. the thing, you right? So like, it's, I mean, I'm actually going to Turkey too because we donated $300,000 uh, to the earthquake victims. Mm -hmm. So we're going to go there. We're going to see. We're getting them tents, uh, mattresses, food packages, just basic stuff. You got to go with small charities. Like mm -hmm. big charities, so inefficient. Whenever there's an emergency, everyone donates to Red Cross. Mm -hmm. Red Cross donates less than 2% of your money. What? The rest of it goes to the machine that is Red Cross. You serious? Commercials, lawyers, managers. Yeah. Whoa. And it stinks. And Red mm -hmm. Cross is actually in trouble right now in Turkey because they did something even worse. Red Cross Turkey sold the tents to other charities. What? Like, you, you're such a, that's just an <laughs> evil thing to do. It went viral. You can search this. Yeah. Red Cross Turkey charity selling tents. That's they sold insane. them, I think, for like $60 and it should have been like $20. They're wow. making like a profit. It's so messed up. There's so many messed mm -hmm. up charities out there. So small charities, we look at every single cost. We really dig into it. Like, that's why, you know, it's like, okay, we've only donated a few million, but it's, I, you know, we micromanage it. Mm, right. We have to see where all of this goes. Cause I don't want to just, you know, throw money into the void, which is what a lot of people do. They donate to Red Cross and these big charities and they're like, oh, I donated. I feel better. Yeah. But How do you really feel help. about um, the crypto market currently? I love the technology. I think yeah. there's huge, you know, potential oh, like with the blockchain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The problem is so much scamming. Like I'm, I come from penny stocks, so I know scams. There's probably like, 10 to 1 or 50 to 1 crypto scammers versus penny stock scammers. Penny stock scammers aren't that smart. Mm -hmm. So they usually go out of business. They burn their email list. Crypto, there's no real rules right now. So it's like the Wild West, mm -hmm. right? Like if you picture the Wild West, like there used to be like cocaine and Coca-Cola. Mm -hmm. Like if you murdered somebody, yeah. eh, it's like gray area. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you know, things change. 
but crypto needs rules needs laws i don't know you know people say like they need regulation how are you going to regulate that i don't know mm -hmm. but i do know that they need more rules mm -hmm. i wish that some of these big crypto companies instead of buying like stadium naming rights would create like a crypto police force mm -hmm. like there's so many imposters and so many scams mm -hmm. and it's just again taking advantage of people with small amounts mm -hmm. so yeah. People have to be very, very careful. And then even like seemingly legit companies like FTX with all the, you know, all the recognition in the world. Nope, Scam. not at all, right? So it's yeah. like, who do you trust if you can't trust mm -hmm. FTX? Yeah. So like when you ask that question about banks, I don't necessarily trust all the banks, right. but at least there's there's a infrastructure there, especially right. up to like 250,000 mm -hmm. you're insured. They just raised it, I think. Fantastic, yeah. you know, but if, if, if the FDIC goes like all the US goes and then like, good luck, yeah. like th then it's going to be a mess. That'd be bad. So I, I think I know that crypto has a point, like they're mm -hmm. riding this whole bank panic, like congrats on reclaiming, you know, mm -hmm. 30K, even reclaiming 20K for Bitcoin <laughs> right, is fantastic. Right. I just trade volatility. Mm -hmm. I don't try to make like blanket statements and like, this is what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen. Yeah. I really focus on short term trades. Like I'm really good at holding stocks for like a few hours or a few days okay. because I know like if there's a new promotion, the promoters spew all their their hype in Discord, mm -hmm. on WhatsApp, on Telegram, and the, you can literally track like the hype mm -hmm. for several hours or days. So you're looking to turn a profit most of the time. Yeah, I mean, I how win, much of a profit is it? So I win. I win roughly seventy percent of the time. Wow. So I lose thirty percent, right? So it's but seventy percent like, is high. It's though, pretty really. good. Yeah. Because again, I'm I don't want to trade. So like this is what's crazy about yeah. me. I think of myself as a retired trader. Even, so is it? And you're winning seventy percent daily. Yeah, you, roughly. You, you're still well so i say i'm a retired trader but i come out of retirement daily when there's a play that's so good i would mm -hmm. feel guilty missing it <laughs> and you're like why do you have to have this mouthful trading is addictive right i know i have an addictive personality mm -hmm. if i wanted to if i wanted to just like be a degenerate i could trade this mm -hmm. trade this trade this my winning percentage would go down my mm -hmm. losses would go up and i would have no edge that's most gamblers that's people here in vegas do you gamble no i don't like it but you do gamble research gambling okay. i like it when odds are in my favor if you play any game here at any casino unless like you're you don't, a you don't sports bet or anything you no. never you've no. never gambled before i've gambled before i don't like it you don't like it like okay. my friends force me here like yeah. and they're like put a number and i'm like ah, randomness. <laughs> yeah, ah. yeah. Randomness. it's Random. it's terrible right yeah. so like if you look at like the venetian and you have the canals i say like the canals like the tears of all the mm -hmm betters here like, yeah. and they just collect the tears okay. i don't like low odds games and i'm not that smart i'm not that good at math you have to know what you're mm -hmm. good at if i was good at math and i'm like counting cards and i'm like you know rain man fantastic maybe right. i would but i'm not mm -hmm. i really understand promotion i understand how many suckers there are out there i'm trying to educate the suckers but mm -hmm. then i know that i can't reach everybody yeah so. right. i saw you recently rescued an endangered white rhino while trading stocks on your laptop so what the hell is a white rhino <laughs> animal how the hell do you even know that what so this was animal? this is crazy and this went viral for a the right rhino reasons. yeah a rhino in south africa but so it's white there's different kinds oh. so um <laughs> we did a documentary saving the rhino mm -hmm. um it's called the war against poachers this mm -hmm. is what i hate about misinformation misinformation mm -hmm. with penny stocks with crypto rhino i don't know if you know they're endangered now because of their horns the poachers are chopping their heads off chopping their horns off because they think the horns have medicine Mm -hmm. They say it's an aphrodisiac, cures cancer, cures COVID. It doesn't do anything. If you actually look at the ingredient of rhino horns, do you know what's in them? What? Keratin. It's our fingernails. Wow. A rhino horn is the fingernail of a rhino. It has no medicinal purposes whatsoever. So what are they doing with the with the horns? So in the black market, like I was holding up a horn, literally a horn like this that you can hold, like like the size of, you know, this, what is that? Funko Pop. Mm -hmm. uh, the size of that, that would be like seventy-five to eighty thousand dollars for a rhino horn. For a rhino oh, horn, correct? Because they grind it up, they put it into powders. You can like 
eat it like you digest it and there are these myths that say like this is you know good and it's all misinformation Mm -hmm. so we did a documentary trying to cure the misinformation you know we can't really reach like the people that Mm -hmm. need it like a lot of asian people believe this this is like asian culture um and it sucks but this one video so i'm trading wherever i go i'm always trading and traveling i usually separate it usually i'm like trading like at night or something um and then i do like the charity during the day i don't sleep much Unfortunately, with this rhino operation, we had to sedate this rhino to basically, there's a way to remove the horn without hurting the animal. It's like cutting your fingernails. But you have to sedate the animal because the animal doesn't know that you're like- Does the horn grow back when it Yeah, it does. It's it's literally a fingernail. Oh, so that's not killing the rhino when they cut it. The poachers, so the poachers have to kill the animal because the animal is not just gonna give up their horn easily. Oh, gotcha. We sedated the rhino in this video. And the reason why it it, it conflicted with my trading is because it was actually too hot out. So when it's too hot out, you can't sedate an animal, it's dangerous. Mm -hmm. So we had to wait for it to cool down. So we had to wait, it was supposed to be like an Mm -hmm. 11 a.m. mission. Mm -hmm. It turned into like a 4 p.m. mission. Mm -hmm. And I had an overnight position and I'm trading (laughs) every day Mm -hmm. and I'm like, I can't like I'm sponsoring this mm-hmm. rhino rescue which yeah. is dating like they literally have to shoot the rhino with a sedative from a helicopter mm-hmm. just to pierce the skin. Whoa. It's it's an intense operation but you sedate it, you cut off the horn, the the rhino wakes up hornless but it's fine. Mm-hmm. Rhino have no predators. Where humans are the worst predators mm-hmm. and it grows back within 3 months. But at least now that rhino poachers won't go after a rhino with no horn. Because there's no reason to try to attack. Oh, that's why you did um, it. Yeah, they don't okay. want to attack a multi-ton animal when there's no prize. Wow. So we have to do like a safe operation. It's not the. Oh, so you guys are cutting the horns off so that the poachers don't care about the rhino for three oh, months. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that was the rhino rescue, and then I was in a trade, and I was like, How does Peter feel about even still doing what you guys are doing? Although it's to save the animal, are they? Are you guys getting any backlash from it? Well, I got backlash because I'm doing the trade while the rhino is sedated next to me, and <laughs> I like, filmed it. Man, I, but damn. I, I, filmed, I filmed it, and I'm like, this is not good, but I have to, I show it. I have yeah, to be yeah. real. It's good yeah. content. And, like, yeah. one of the one of the rhino rescuers, actually, I used her hotspot, because we're, you don't know where the rhino lands. Like, mm-hmm. this is a free rhino in the, like, weird grounds of, like, mm-hmm. South Africa. This is Africa. Africa, yeah. South Africa. This is Africa. <laughs> mm-hmm. And luckily, like, where the rhino landed, and then mm-hmm. we tried the hotspot, and I did it, and I sold. I made, like, mm-hmm. $500. Okay. Not good. Mm-hmm. I, I could have made more. But, like, again, because I'm trading and I alert every trade, mm-hmm. I show every single trade mm-hmm. that I do. So I can't, like, just skip it. Are you doing any development in Africa? I heard it's a, it's a, it's, it's a growing place. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I mean, we have schools there. We have libraries. Yeah. Now we're doing computer labs. So I just got back from Brazil. I was talking with... Uh, what's his name? Paul. Yeah. Right? And he has some projects out there. So like we have computer labs now in Brazil. Nice. Um, this, this bracelet, this is made out of acai seeds. Really? This is our all natural stuff coming soon too. That's mm-hmm. cool. So th- this is made in like the Amazon jungle. So we try to like help the communities. Mm-hmm. We build schools, libraries, computer labs, and then we're also making merch there. Why do you care so much about rescuing endangered animals? So again, this comes down to traveling. At first, it was like luxury gets boring. Building schools, fantastic. It's not boring anymore. I love it. But education takes years or decades. Mm-hmm. A lot of these animals like rhino don't have years or decades left. Like at the current rate, rhinos are going to be extinct in the next decade mm-hmm. unless we start to do something and start to change. And the fact that it's based on misinformation, this taps into my whole penny stock, crypto. Like I hate promoters. I hate these frauds. Mm-hmm. Like anybody who buys rhino for medicine, it's a fraud. Mm-hmm. There's no medicine in rhino horns. Wow. And the same thing with like elephant tusks. Now uh, giraffes are endangered. They're really? chopping off their tails for good luck. Like it's any beautiful They're animal chopping off their tails for good luck yeah it's any body part of these wild animals people have like little mementos 
I'll tell you a worse thing with Rhino. Before it was just powders and like medicine. Now, again, rhinos weren't even endangered two decades ago. Now that all these myths are spread mm -hmm. and people believe them, um, there's a myth that on uh, the deathbed of an elder in a lot of Asian cultures, mm -hmm. To show that you love the elder, if the elder is like dying and like saying goodbye to the family, you the family purchases a rhino horn, and the bigger the rhino horn, they give this to the elder on their deathbed. The elder looks at the rhino horn, then dies, and then they bury the elder with the rhino horn. And so it's a sign of respect, a twisted sign of respect. So now the biggest horns what? are going for even more because now any family with money is now trying to purchase uh. this. And you're just this like, is only on the black market, though. Black, yeah. black market, but you know, it's, it's all grayer. It's not even black and white anymore. Yeah, that's terrible. Like even in South Africa, a lot of like the government, mm -hmm. uh, you know, they have like uh, banks basically with vaults that have rhino horns in them that were taken, you know, in a good manner, the way that we did it. Mm -hmm. But if you open up the security deposit boxes, only like half of them are there. So like government officials are on the take too. Mm. It's it's everywhere because there's just so much money. And you can't even blame like the poachers in Africa, you know, like they're, they're just trying to feed their village. Like mm. a lot of the villages are starving. What if like your wife dies of starvation, yeah. your mom is dying of disease. You have no money. You right. have a rhino just eating grass outside the village. It's not doing anything. And you're just like, you know, they don't even want to do it, right. but they have to, and they only get paid a few hundred dollars. Like there's a whole criminal market where the actual, like they get, they do all that for a couple. I mean, I guess it's a lot over there. Right? It's a lot, yeah. but it's like, again, this comes down to education. So if we build schools now, computer labs, if we right. give them new skills so they can get into the new tech world. Right. But right now there's no, like most of these communities, most of the third world, they don't have the skill set mm -hmm. for the next generation. They're just begging, mm -hmm. like turning to crime, turning to gangs. Right. And unfortunately rhino are disappearing. A lot of these animals are disappearing five, 10, 15 years from now. I don't know what they're going to do. Their animals are going to be extinct and then they're going to turn to crime even more. Right. And these animals like rhino, they're beautiful creatures, but they're not like urgent, urgently needed. There's also pangolins. I don't know if you've heard of this. What is not that? penguins, pangolins. So they look like a little anteater. They're like old dinosaur looking things. Mm -hmm. They curl up in a ball. They can protect yeah, themselves yeah, 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 yeah. from, uh, you know, predators, yeah, yeah. but they have a tongue that like goes flying out. They eat up to 10,000 insects a day. Mm -hmm. Right. Wow. This is very useful for forests because Forests have a lot of insects. If there's too many insects eating all the leaves and all the trees, yeah, right. the forests yeah, disappear. Yeah, the Unfortunately, pangolins are the number one most killed mammal right now. Again, they have scales. People eat the scales. They grind them up. Same kind of thing. The scales are made out of keratin. I could make a whole documentary just called Keratin, mm. where all these animals that people think are medicinal and there's just or just has no no use. So they're killing the pangolins. They're eating them. Um, a million supposedly are killed. We don't even know the exact numbers, wow. but we know that they're greatly reduced and they're wow. probably endangered. That's killing our forests. So not only are we like chopping down the trees mm. with lumber and like new developments, now we're killing the animals that protect the forest. Pangolins are known as protectors of the forest. Wow. So you're doing a lot of philanthropist work right now. I mean, I'm just like even talking about this, like I'm my blood is boiling. Yeah. I just hate fakes. I hate yeah. frauds. Mm -hmm. And when the frauds are destroying the planet, mm -hmm. like None of this ends well. We did a documentary on mm -hmm. coral reefs. Yeah. Um, so I have Karma Gawa, which is the name of the charity. Um, Karma, you know, good yeah. karma. Gawa, my partner, uh, Matabad is Filipino. So Tagalog, Gawa means to do or to make. Mm -hmm. So it's like we're making good karma. But we also started an offshoot called Save the Reef. We went around the world to seven different places looking at coral reefs. Coral reefs are disappearing at record paces. Wow. Um, and it's, it's terrible because coral reefs have underwater trees. You don't realize this. We're like, oh, save the trees. There's more trees underwater, and the trees underwater mm. help our atmosphere more than the overwater trees. Wow. And we're destroying all the coral reefs, too. Wow. How, why are they being destroyed? 
So the chemicals in the suntan lotion, chemicals in golf courses. Golf courses are actually pretty terrible. Really? I don't want to piss off the golfers, but how do you think they make those greens so good? There's a lot of chemicals. Then when it rains, those chemicals go into the water, kills everything. Mm. All the marine life, all the coral reefs. Like wow. All the coral reefs around Hawaii, gone because of golf courses. So you're basically, what's your, I mean, people got to wear there's sunscreen no though, right? Yeah. Well, so there's new sunscreen. So this is the cool thing. We, we interviewed a scientist and he actually came up with this stat um, where he said like one drop of, I think it's like oxybenzone. There's complicated chemical mm -hmm. names. I'm not a scientist. Yeah. Disclaimer, right? Mm -hmm. But there's a chemical, one drop of that chemical in a body of water the size of an Olympic sized swimming pool kills the coral reefs. Holy Damn. And if you think- And that's in sunscreen. That's in sunscreen. Wow. So Whoa. they're phasing it out. Like Hawaii put a ban on these chemicals that yeah. it doesn't go into effect for like two years. Mm -hmm. Like nothing it is happening overnight and we're killing it more and more yeah. overnight. Is it true Damn. sunscreen causes cancer? So that's another thing, right? So if the chemicals are killing the coral reefs and marine life, <laughs> kill it's probably you. not very good for your skin <laughs> yeah, right. either. Like, oh, let me put this chemical on. Yeah, I don't oh. wear sunscreen. They taught us growing up it was good for you. Yeah, I, it, I don't wear it. Yeah. So there's, yeah, so yeah. there's a debate about everything. Like a lot of what you like think is just due to like proper marketing. Yeah. Right. Like, I don't know if you've seen the movie Idiocracy. No, right? no, I haven't seen you should see Idiocracy. Yeah, yeah. This is a, a Mike Judge film. It bombed because he made fun of Starbucks. He said like in the future, Starbucks is going to give like lap dances and hand jobs. So Starbucks like squashed the film. But it's like the future and it's what happens when like you have the dumbing down of society. And in the future, in this movie, um, who is it? Luke Wilson? Owen Wilson? No, Luke Wilson, I think. He like gets into like this... Um, you know, time machine and he accidentally goes into the future and everyone's dumb, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Everyone's playing video games. Everyone believes corporate marketing and there's a worldwide drought because no crops will grow. Mm. Why? Because a company that's very similar to Gatorade has convinced everybody that you can't drink normal water. You need to drink water with electrolytes. Mm. So like Luke Wilson, I think it's Luke Wilson. He's asking for a water and he's like just drinking plain water. And they're like, oh, that's terrible. That's like toilet water <laughs> because they've been convinced by this evil company. Uh. And so there's a worldwide drought because they're feeding all the plants Gatorade mm. and Luke Wilson basically saves the world. Spoiler alert. He saves the world by giving the plants like just water. And they're like, you're the smartest man ever. <laughs> wow. But the whole world is. And it's called Id Idiocracy. Idiocracy. Yeah. It was a funny movie. It bombed because he made fun of like corporations and the corporations squashed it. Oh, wow. But like, that's reality. That's what's going on. You think like suntan lotion, you need it. It's due to corporate marketing. And I, there's probably like a thousand other examples where you think this is the case. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's Unfortunately, insane. that's the world. Ten. There's a whole world of misinformation, not even just conspiracy theories, not political or anything, just like marketing with corporations. Yeah, I agree. It's sad. It's been a pleasure, man. Any closing comments where people can find you? This I, I just talked about charity, but you know, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I'm just Timothy Sykes everywhere. Karmagawa, mm -hmm. we have one and a half million Instagram followers. That's growing faster because mm -hmm. we just try to like cut through the BS and, yeah. you know, we don't have like corporate donors, as you might be able to tell the way mm -hmm. I talk. Right, um, right. We, our average donor donates like $24, okay. but, you know, thousands of young people mm -hmm. and not even just donors, like spreading awareness, just getting the word out about right, this stuff. Right. So we're doing a documentary on pangolins. We have a documentary on recycling. All this stuff is coming out. Amazing. Wayne? You follow me on Instagram at the creator. Sean Mike Kelly, Digital Social Hour. Thanks for tuning in, guys. See you next Peace. week.